is three parts. You have to develop the spirit, the soul, and the body. You don't develop just the, the soul and the, and even the soul you're not developing, you're just accommodating, educating the mind. Because he told you that foolishness is bound. <laughs> he needs the rod. Don't worry if Dr. Spark has died with his philosophy. Nobody believes it. But I don't think I'm going to go any further because this stuff is so strong in my spirit. He said, though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is being renewed. Are you new today? Huh? You see, you, you are getting older and younger at the same time. You're getting older physically, but you're getting younger internally. That's the vision. That's the vision. That's the vision. When you remember all the ways that the Lord has brought you. Watch. Watch. For all things are for your sakes. The abundant, the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not. For though our outward man perish, Yet, <laughs> this is what we came for, for our light affliction. <laughs> That's, that is one conversion I had to make. And I'm telling you, you must make it. Because when you go through things, it's so heavy. It's so major. But God says it's light affliction. Amen. Would you agree? But when, when you hear light affliction, you get offended and feel like somebody's trying to make light of what you went through. But they're teaching you faith. Amen. You put what God said in your mouth. Amen. And the heavy satanic lick becomes a light load. Amen. A light affliction. Huh? Which is but... So then why is it still here? It's because you're in the wilderness. You keep mumbling and complaining. So what you should have graduated from two years ago, you're still going through the same thing. A light affliction, which is bought for a moment. Work it for us, if far more exceeding. You notice? If far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. You notice, whether it's the old covenant or the new covenant, the seat of the glory is exactly the same. It's the same. That's why God said, come back and teach it. You haven't gotten it. You need to look away from man and start looking back at God and change the program, change your perspective. 
it will be such a fantastic testimony that 20 years from now, we are still shouting. Yeah? We are still praising God. Maybe you haven't looked back at some of your friends. You see how old they look. And see how young we look. Though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed. Come on, celebrate resurrection life. Celebrate the glory. Celebrate. But 20 years from now, we'll still be shouting, jumping, dancing, blessing God. Hallelujah. Rich, wealthy, blessed, fired up. Hallelujah. There are some things you cannot take for granted. Look around you. The entire church. You don't see any oxygen tanks. You don't see anybody walking with a cane. You, don't, you cannot take these things for granted. God is blessing us. Aren't we living in the same America? Go everywhere and see people younger than us. Looking so old. I was telling my brother that just preached last Sunday. I said, don't you know that Elder Thomas is 77? Elder Bobby is 77? And they're walking 30 miles with me. Hmm? And he always telling me, you know, I'm an old man. I said, these people are older than you. I said, resurrection is something. It's my job to keep showing it to you so your praise will be real. You know what you're praising God for. And those of you that are younger, you're praising out your future, your strength, your help. Hey, your breakthrough, your miracle. Resurrection, glory, fire, power. When he was preaching, he was talking about how the messenger angel was detained by the prince of Persia. And then he waited there for 21 days, and then Michael got to him. And then the prince of Persia, or Persia backed down. You remember that? <laughs> and he was showing that it's all about hierarchy because these demons are still exercising the power of God. But when I left the service, it dawned on me, that is Old Testament. A son of God will be on earth. And Prince of Persia is trying to stop the angel. You make one decree in Jesus' name. He will clear the path. Hallelujah. You're not waiting no 21 days for no Michael. The name. Hallelujah. Hey. Hey. Woo. Hey. I feel him all over me. The 
name in heaven, on earth, under the earth, Jesus. Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world. A son of God. How many times have we stopped powers in the air? Rain stopped. Eh? Storms diverted. Accidents. All kinds of things. Eh? I don't see the young man. He's not here. But he came to me this week. And said, I came to thank you for saving my life. I said, what did I do? I'll bring him to give the testimony so you hear it. I don't even remember these things. He said, you closed the service one day, one Sunday. You know how I said the benediction? I said, God bless you, have a good day. And I said, hold up, hold up. I have an unction. And everybody stopped. I say, I decree that nobody will die this week. Does anybody remember that? I didn't when he was telling me. He said, that's what saved my life. He said, I was having pains that week. I drove myself to the urgent care. They looked at me. They said, run to the emergency emergency room. And they rushed him to the emergency room. He said, everything... Arteries, everything blocked, 90%, 99%. They're saying, how did you stay alive? He said, the decree saved me. Hey. Woo! Woo! That's why you need sons of God on the earth. Hallelujah. God stopped the entire church to save him. I said, but watch. Before that happened, they sold their house. And without hesitation, he tied it from the top and gave $10,000 to Eagle too. He didn't know he was sowing for his life. And when I made the decree, I didn't know who it was for. But the Holy Spirit said, make a decree that nobody will die this week. And then, then what, how? How is that? How, how are you breathing? He said, they didn't understand what I was telling them. He said, a, a decree was made that nobody will die this week. I did not know. I had pain, but I did not know it was me. I'm going to bring him next Sunday. I don't know why he's not here. He would have come here to tell his testimony. He's out there? Well, come. 
You should have come. Then why are you waiting for somebody to tell you to come? When you are a walking miracle. Well, tell it yourself. Well, um, as Apostle said, I have been having pains in my chest. I couldn't breathe. I didn't know what it was. And uh, <clears throat> I was like, man, it's got to be this weight. It's got to be something. I don't know what it is. But one night I woke up and I was coughing and coughing and coughing and coughing and couldn't stop. And it had went away. And I was like, oh, there was just some virus or something. But it came back. But this time it was worse. So Sunday, that Sunday, I was sitting in the back. Yeah, I was sitting in the back, and I was feeling really bad. And I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, should I go to the hospital or whatever? So when we got ready to go, church was over. Apostle, he had the unction. And he told everybody, he said, wait, hold on, hold on. Everybody, come back, come back. I don't know if you guys remember. He had on all white. It was in March. I don't know the exact date now, but I did know because when I was in the hospital, I was looking at everything. And uh, <laughs> I remember he said, everybody, come back in. And uh, for some reason, I threw my hands up because I'm usually lazy about this stuff. You know, it's like, okay. I put my hands up, and I felt something come over me when he said it. Hallelujah. And uh, that week progressed, and as the week progressed, I got sicker and sicker. And I started having more and more pains. I started thinking like, oh, man, if I go to the hospital, they're going to say I'm having a heart attack, you know, or whatever. But I decided to take a shower and go to uh, the uh, urgent care. Yeah. When I got out of the shower, I couldn't breathe. So I was laying down on the floor, and I was like, man, I'm going to die right here. My kids going to end up seeing me. So I remember it was... I don't remember what year it was 2009 or 2010 when William McDowell was uh he was at our birthday celebration and he was ministering about putting your head under your heart and uh, that's what came to me the Holy Spirit said put your head under your heart you remember you know and I put my head down and I started I was able to breathe and uh that was the only way I could get in the car and get out of the neighborhood. And when I got out of the neighborhood, I was like, okay, cool. I can die on the street, you know. Won't be in the house. It won't be in the neighborhood. So when I got out of the neighborhood, I kept going, kept going. I went to urgent care, and the lady was like, hey. She was like, something's wrong with your heartbeat. is 180 and all this. You need to get straight to the emergency room. So when I got to the emergency room, um, they checked me out and took me to the back. And they couldn't figure out why my heart was beating so fast and I couldn't breathe. So I took the, uh, where they put you in the machine. Yeah, the scan of my chest. And they rushed me into another room. And they started putting the IVs in. But wouldn't nobody talk to me. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. This idea is in the end. I'm dying. <laughs> they trying to save me. But when they, when they, when they did the, when the test came back, it was 90% blockage in both lungs. And uh, what they call a pulmonary em embolism or something like that. Yeah. And it was in both lungs, blocked. So the doctor came in and was like, hey, I want to see this guy. This guy that's walking around and saying he's not, that, you know, he's okay and he can breathe. He was like, hey, I only see you after they've done the autopsy Hallelujah. to find out what's wrong with you. He said, that's when I see you. 
He said, but what are you doing here? You're breathing and you're talking to me. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm dying, but that's what you guys say, I'm, you know. So uh, as the week progressed, I started looking at service. I started watching Apostle, and I started just researching everything. And um, it, I, I came across that service. At the end of that service, when he made the decree, and the Holy Spirit said, that's the only reason why you're still here. That's not it, though. <laughs> I went through marital counseling with Apostle. It was in 2009, and he was telling me everything, and you know how I'm pretty sure many of us know how that is. And uh, <laughs> Apostle told me he didn't tell me. He said, "You need to lose 50 pounds before you get married." And I'm thinking to myself, "I'm like, uh, 50 pounds—that's a lot." And we, okay, so of course I didn't do it. Apostle told me he said. Sitting there, I remember it was a Friday night, and he was trying to stay awake just for me. And, and he was tired. He had so many things to do. And I remember him picking up a piece of fire candy and just trying to stay awake and putting it in his mouth, just trying to. And he, he looked at me. He said, you know what? He said, within the next 14 years, if you don't lose that weight, you can be gone just like that. And I was like, why did he say that? I say 14 years, not 15, not 20. He said 14 years. How about 14 years to the day was that Saturday when I'm down on the floor? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God. Hey, I got a spiritual father that I'm going to follow until the end. In Jesus' name. Resurrection House. Huh? Isn't that amazing? Wow. How can God be this precise? 14 years. The testimonies are so, there's too much. There's even something deeper in this matter. I don't know if they can handle it because his wife, her first husband, died the same way from obesity. And I told him, lose weight or you will die like him. I said, it will be 14 years from that day. But look at the grace of God. No, wait, do you see the grace of God? He didn't even obey, but God sent a decree. The very week Satan was going to get it done, grace, grace. I blew on you. He said to lay hands on you. Give me oil. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. You have to open it. Hands in the pocket. How can you have your hand in the pocket and you're carrying holy oil? Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is still in the miracle business. God, he still makes devils run. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yay! Fire. Fire. You need to start talking in tongues. You don't pray enough. Fire in your stomach. Fire. That's why I tell people, eh? If you rebel against me and leave, it's your loss. I'm carrying the blessing. The blessing stays with me. You can go and choose a lower destiny where they won't challenge you or correct you or rebuke you, but it's your loss. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Jesus. Can you help me thank the God of resurrection? Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you for saving Mario's life. Thank you for stopping this entire church for him. Thank you for showing him that you love him. Thank you for your faithfulness. We are truly resurrection. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Isn't that amazing to you? Beloved, a word given 14 years earlier came to pass exactly as the Holy Spirit said. He didn't obey, but you can see the word came to pass. But God in his love interrupted the close of service and gave a word to protect him from what is to come. Aren't you amazed that God knows everything? He knows the future now. He's amazing. Hey. We make very poor gods. <laughs> he is the one and only true God. He knows how this whole thing will turn out and how it will end. Why don't you give him credit today? Why don't you worship today? Why don't you bless the Lord? David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Come on. Get your thoughts to praise God. Get your attitude to praise God. Get your emotions to praise God. You deliver yourself from Satan. You know that the Lord loves you and he cares. And these trainings he's given to you 
is to bring you to that place of glory where you will rule and reign on this earth by the grace of God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, and amen. I pray that these things will challenge you and help you live for God and help you become zealous and help you get out of your backslidings and start being on fire for God, not emotionally, but by understanding. 770-994-3777. If the message didn't get you, that testimony should have gotten you. Amen. That man is alive because of the word from this altar. So when I'm telling you things, you better believe what I'm telling you. If I'm inviting you to bring your family on Thanksgiving Day and appear before the Lord on this altar that's alive and give him a worthy offering, don't come to insult him. Well, you know, people come and you give $50. No, no, no. If you're coming before the Lord as a family to give him thanks for your whole year, there should be some zeros to that thing. And you should plan it, save it up, and bring it to the altar. The glory will cover your year. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Aren't you excited that you're alive to see these things? The glory that is coming will run circular humanists back into their closets. I'm telling you, all these false religions will see something they cannot handle. It will not be words against words. It will be words, and the glory will knock them all down. Whatever that claims to be God, you stand up. You see what will happen to you. The glory will run you down. You will know that Jesus Christ went to hell and earned it, and he rose again. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. But God bless you, beloved. Learn from us. Worship God. Celebrate God. Experience abundance of grace. Mm. And your testimony will be next. <laughs> I heard one rebellious young man talking about, you know, the preacher always says you are next in line for the miracle. He don't need that. That's, not, that's why he stopped going to church. He can make his own miracle. Hey! Lord have mercy, this generation. If God wasn't patient, even by the time the word comes out of your lips, you will drop dead. So much pride and arrogance, rooted in ignorance. Because you live in America, you've got everything. But you are the next in line for a miracle if you believe. <laughs> Paul was preaching. He said he looked at a man. He said he knew he had faith to be healed. <laughs> It's not the word you hear that matters. It's the faith. If it's not mixed with faith, it profits you. That's what the Hebrew says. They heard the word, but it didn't profit them because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. Somebody else will hear the same word. You are mocking and grab it by faith and the miracle breaks. Amen. That's why the kingdom belongs to children. Jesus said, except you be converted and become as little children, you will not enter the kingdom of God. You cannot enter. You will not enter. I'm way over time, but God bless you. Come to Bible study. Learn and grow. We celebrate your victory. In Jesus' name.